This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Let's get it, hour two on a Tuesday. I'm Austin, he's Strick. Glad you're along with us here for hour number two of the show. You find us here every day, two to four uh, central time here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Allo Channel 951. You can't escape us. We're taking over. Plain and simple. That's what it comes down to. Uh, but really, we appreciate you guys making that possible. We wouldn't be able to do it without you, uh, your listenership, your interaction. We really appreciate all of that. Yeah, and Nyla Bull, yes, I'm a sucker today. I fought, though. Uh, just lost to a better man, James, today. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pecan Pie, yeah, um, I do need to do that at times. Um, whatever's playing in my head... <laughs> At the time I'm hearing these questions is I have no clue, but I'm having games played in my head as they're getting asked of me. So, yes, I fell short. Yes. 402-464-5685, the number uh, that Strick just read from, Sardo Heyman text line, Honda of Lincoln hotline. Tap in there. Also make sure uh, later in the week you go to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Charles and his crew down at 27th and Pine Lake at Mary Ellen's. We'll be good to you. They're good to us. They'll be good to you. Head on down. Go get it. Let's get after it in hour two here, Strick. A bunch of NFL headlines to get to. Uh, let's start with this one. Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Baltimore Ravens. $15 million guaranteed. Large stack. Large. Especially being off. Multiple ACL injuries. Mm-hmm. Hadn't played a full year. Uh, but that's the thing that happens when you have multiple suitors. Um, mm-hmm. You know? The you know sometimes you can end up bidding against yourself because you feel that you need to. This same thing is going to, in some form or fashion, going to play out with someone trying to move up in the draft. You're you, the further down mm-hmm. you are, the more you know you're going to probably have to give up in order mm-hmm. to try to get up there. So that that's 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 one of the things that may play out in this whole thing as well. Do you like the move for Baltimore to go get OBJ? Uh, you know, okay, there, there's there's multiple things to that, right? OBJ and Lamar Jackson, they're pretty cool. They they seem to be good friends. They seem to talk not just on a, a, an NFL fraternal level. Mm-hmm. They they seem to have some form of, of friendship. Personal outside, relationship. Personal relationship, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So um, I would say that I think L, uh, OBJ um, leveraged that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's another thing – to not only leverage it, but to try to calm the tension that could be in the air and in the room there in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. We know there's plenty. Being that, you know, it, like I say, if I'm oh, if I'm OBJ and I'm seeing this situation and, and I'm going to leverage it and I've got a friend there, mm-hmm. my next thing is to calm my friend and say, we're both on one year, my boy. Let's bet on ourselves. You know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you, you're set. You know, it's not the way that you want it. Um, I would also be a good friend and advise him, go get an agent. 
You know, right? for look okay, what my you, agent did for me. He got me coming off of two ACLs, fifteen mil guaranteed. Go you, get you one. You know where you're at. You know where you're at. You know where you've come up short. Now go get somebody to take you over the over the hump, whatever that next hump is. But we're gonna bet on ourselves, and I'm gonna bet on you. You bet on me, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna go get this bag together. You know, that's kind of the thing that I would do because right now it doesn't seem like there's a there's a different alternative. You could go and ask for a trade. Who at this point is going to trade for you? People are looking to get younger. They're looking for youthful quarterbacks, or they're looking to see if a quarterback is who they're you know who they feel comfortable with. Um, this is why teams. There's a few of them. You know, I think probably the Titans, probably even the you know Las Vegas maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Colts are got a teetering right there on the outside looking in. Like, dang, is it going to be Anthony Richardson Jr. who has basically secured a bag for himself? Mm-hmm. Um, whether I think he's a boom or bust option. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you've got Will Levis sitting there. So to them, do we want to move up one slot? Do we want to give it up? Are we comfortable with this one in four slot, you know, of four quarterbacks that are available to us? Is Will Levis, is that too high of a bar for him? Um, you know, so there's 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 a lot of this stuff going on in the in the heads in the headspace of those, and then there's some that are down 15 below that are like, gosh, dang it, you know, can we get up that high? And I think it's tough. I think it's I think it's when you look at it, it might be too tough um, for somebody to get up there. I think the last time that it's happened, um, what, what what was it? Um, the Tampa Bay? Who who was it uh, that came up? It came from far down. Let me let me see. I mean, I think the Panthers I just note. moved up from nine. See that, and that's even far. But there's somebody that came even further than that. Um, yeah, yeah. In 2020, the Buccaneers moved up from 14. Uh, no, there was somebody that came came a little bit. They came from in the in the teens and and got up there uh, pretty high. The Buccaneers only went up one slot. And I can't remember who it is right now. Oh, the uh, the Titans and the Rams. There you go. For Jared Goff. For Goff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. It's 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 tough to do. I think there's just too many more assets out there to to try to get up that high. Uh, but man, Arizona's sitting in a great spot right now. To be honest, they're at number three overall, and uh, I think it was Schefter who said that six teams have called them about the number three pick. We know it's not the Panthers because they got number one. There are a lot of options out there. As a Colts fan, I could see my Colts at least asking about it. Yeah. But to me, there are two top-tier quarterback prospects in the draft, and that's Young and Stroud. Facts. I get the tools for Richardson. I know Levis looked fine with you know everyone healthy and everything perfect around him in one season at Kentucky. The level of play around him went down, and he wasn't able to rise above it. Not fully on him. But again, elite quarterbacks find a way to, to separate their teams, even when you know everything's crumbling around them. So I'm not sold on Richardson and Levis as a Colts fan. Mm-hmm. If they can't get Stroud or Young, I don't want them taking a quarterback. Danny Kelly, um, I think he's with the Ringer, said, uh, and is one of his most recent draft guides, that the Cardinals would trade the third overall pick to the Colts. But Strick, here's what the Colts would have to give up. In this year's draft, the number four slot, so just swip, uh, swap. swap that, Number 79 in the third round, number 106 at the end of the third round, and then a 2024 third to move up one spot. No way. For a second-tier quarterback prospect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's probably not what you want. Again, like I say, I think Anthony Richardson um, uh, Jr. is is a um, a boomer bust guy. 
Mm-hmm. He's either going to boom for you. Um, can he be like a, you know, I don't know. I think he's got a big arm. Um, very mobile. Can he be Jalen Hurts? Um, are can you you know you gotta you gotta just feel that you're probably gonna take your lumps. I don't think I'd want to throw him into the fire that quickly. I would mm-hmm. want to let him, you know, get behind a Geno Smith or get behind a Garoppolo or get behind somebody just for you know a couple years, get his feet wet. Don't have to feel the pressure and and then allow himself to develop and grow and and start to understand how to read and and seeing what the the adjustments and the changes and all the shifts that these these uh these tough defensive coordinators throw at you and stuff like that i i, I would hate to throw him into the fire that quickly i'm with you so here are some other teams that people are that the teams haven't been named the six haven't been that they've been talking to the cardinals here are some ideas that i've seen thrown out there um the vikings Mm. Sitting down at number 22, 23, I think. That's a long way to trade up. Here's the rationale for the Vikings, though. Kirk Cousins is getting old. Mm -hmm. If you like one of these guys, if you like Richardson or Levis that well, are you willing to? Is it worth it to trade up that far to go get a guy? I don't think so. I mean, the Vikings, I mean, you have have Jefferson, um, you know, Trade, trade, maybe look to trade. Maybe just kind of keep your eyes on somebody that they're not really like uh, love or, you know, somebody that they're really not feeling that you can kind of go and grasp. That may be just a change of scenery. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's really all it is, right? Sure. Um, like, for example, I'll give you a great example. Um, Chauncey Billups mm. was, um, you know, where he started, it didn't look good. Boston wasn't happy with him. Denver didn't quite really feel him, but got to Detroit, mm-hmm. and it all came together. It was just like the right fit, right? Mm-hmm. There are situations where just the change of scenery just makes a whole difference. And and sometimes it could be a quarterback, just the system or, or the organization or the city or, you know, just something there just doesn't feel right or fit right. And you can end up moving, and, and a lot of things can just – click on change Mm -hmm. so sometimes it's just one of those situations with the weapons and stuff that you got there you still got a solid defense up there in minnesota you've definitely got one of the best you know receivers and then running backs are solid too go build around that Mm -hmm. go get somebody that maybe you don't have to fully pay the bag to if you can't get them this year sit on something take your lumps and then look next year Mm -hmm. you know i think that's a good option Another team from the NFC North that may or may not be one of these teams uh, talking with the Cardinals, the Lions. Mm-hmm. You can see that from two angles, Strick. Number one is, are they sold on Jared Goff? Do they want to go try and get a replacement to, to learn behind Jared Goff? Maybe. Or if they think that the, the Panthers and the Texans are both going quarterback, do they trade up to three to get Will Anderson? Do they trade up to three to get Jalen Carter? <sighs> I, I, to me, I, I think Jalen may fall a little bit. The, the lines are at number six. You think he'd be there by then? Yeah. I think Carter, I think Carter may fall. Um, who else? Who else you say? Will Anderson, the edge rusher now, from Bama. Will Anderson's interesting. I think he's, I, I think he's a guy that can move around a little bit. Um, his potential kind of gives me, his motor gives me Aaron Donaldson, you know, type, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
vibes. Sure. Um, but I don't know. Um, that's interesting. I I, I don't know. I, I think he'll. I I don't know if will 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 be there. But if you're going four quarterbacks, it, the the, the <laughs> odds of that going up, you know, uh, sits there because the needs for somebody to jump into that third spot is definitely going to be four quarterback. Seattle. Either way, again, similar to Detroit, where you have a guy, I know they just paid Gino. do you want to go get a quarterback of the future this year? Or, again, there'd only be a two-spot move for Seattle, up from number five to number three. Do they make a big move for a big defensive piece or a quarterback? I think it, I think it would make sense for them to try to do that. I think it would make sense. Um, you know, in essence, Gino signed for three years, but really it's kind of like a one year. So uh, 2024, I mean, I think they're sitting in a good position to where if it makes sense for them to jump up there, they can. And But if it doesn't, they're they're okay with waiting on seeing who's going to be available to come out on next year, mm-hmm. uh, seeing where Gino takes you. Um, you can still extend it. So you're not beholden to or, you know, any trouble or – Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, strife because, you know, you've got somebody that you feel okay and solid about, you know, that's comfortable with leading the team and, and, and has taken you to a playoff berth. So, yeah, um, I think it, it could be an interesting proposition to try to shoot up there. A team that I don't think should trade, and I'll give my rationale here, is the Raiders. I get it. They just lost their quarterback in free agency or in a trade to, to the Saints. I get that. That's not a good team, though. They have so many holes. I don't think they can mm. afford to move up a few spots with everything else they'd have to give up with later round picks. I mean, they've they've been so bad in their first round picks so uh, as of late. I mean, obviously with rugs, and then um, what their their last you know first round picks are not even there anymore. Well, let's after let's one go year. through these lists here, Strick. So, twenty twenty one, they take Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. 2020, uh, Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett. Arnett's gone, mm-hmm. you know, the, the – the, yeah, okay. 2019, Cleveland Farrell, uh, Jonathan Abram, uh, but Josh Jacobs, they get in that, that Solid. draft. Solid. Uh, Colton Miller hasn't done much. Gary and Conley hasn't done much. Carl Joseph was fine before uh, they let him go. Amari Cooper in 2015, traded away. Moved. Khalil Mack in 2014. Best, but – Gone. Yeah, gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Yeah. They, they they moved him to Chicago, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's like golly, bro, they've done bad. Um, they they so they need to like tighten up their reins. Ah, speaking of Titan, yeah, that's another team that's listed here in this list: the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill, Oof. getting old, getting he's been fine, but also doesn't necessarily raise the ceiling. They still don't know about Malik. What what that's going to be? Right? Do they? Jump the Colts. Again, they're not going to jump Houston because the number one pick's already been traded. Carolina's not giving that up. Houston's not trading the number two pick to a division rival unless you blow up the franchise for it. Would you be willing to trade up just to spite Indianapolis? Possibly. I think I think it's possible. Um, it, it depends on if they're, they're okay with it. I mean, you can tell that they're okay with it. Tannehill in his heyday, pretty mobile. Okay, fine. Malik is former a, wide receiver. Malik is a definite, you know, mobile mm-hmm. guy. So you know that they're mm-hmm. comfortable with someone being mobile. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson's that guy. I don't think Will Levis is. Will Levis is a very much, very much so a pocket guy. So um, 
if you if you're going to go mobile and you feel that that's the the way to move to spite yeah you you can go up there and get it um you already know you're not going to get Tannehill to train him <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to to build him up. You know that he already told him. You know Malik Willis. He's like, yeah, I mean, I am, I'm not here to teach you. Not about that. I'm not. I'm. Yeah, that's not my job. You know. So um, I, I can see you. Re- you can really if, if you're if you're wanting to go in a different direction, you can release Tannehill, save mm-hmm. some money there, go back young, develop those two, let them fight it out, and then make a decision if you want to trade Malik or. Maybe try if he, if he can show enough value, get some assets out of him, mm-hmm. and then you know let the other young fellas sit and wait and and, and make a decision and go that way. Uh, but you're probably going to go younger. You're probably going to move Malik if you haven't felt that good about him at this point. Then you know maybe look elsewhere. Uh, we're just over two weeks away from uh, the NFL draft down in Kansas City, and the odds have shifted. Strick, Bryce Young now the odds-on favorite to go number one overall. Overtook C.J. Stroud, according to Las Vegas. Hmm. I mean, the only thing that they were questioning is not his leadership, not his pedigree, not his ability to win games, not his, you know, not, not his ability to throw the, you know, the any of the balls that need to be thrown. Uh, it was his size. Mm-hmm. It was That's very it. similar to what they were saying about Kenny Pickett, his hand size. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, he's now the starter up in Pittsburgh. So, or Kyler Murray. Or his size, you know, yeah. Jalen Hurts isn't tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are some of the things that they're throwing out there. I thought that was, you know, silly, but, you know, that's that's part of the things that they look for these days. Um, to me personally, I think I think Bryce is, is a winner. I think, I think he's one of those guys that grows, learns, never feels that he's at a loss, mm-hmm. and he's just a winner, man. And would you want that? I think you just want that kind of internal fortitude on on your as as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with Jalen. I mean, as much as you kicked him down, as much as you thought negatively of him, as much as you felt that he wasn't worthy, as much as you said, you know, I mean, you you replaced him with Tua Tagovailoa, but yet he continued to to stay, takes his team and does well. And all everywhere he went, he just he just kept a calm demeanor about himself and just continued to stay the course. I'm glad you brought Young and Herds up in that conversation. I'm going to throw Tua Tagovailoa into a, a similar but different conversation at the same time. It's a testament to all three of those players that they've heard the criticism and run with it. Not run from it. Mm-hmm. Taken it, heard it, listened to it, but been motivated by it. Haven't, you know, fired back with cheap shots. I'm sorry, why are you doubting me? Anything like that. They've put the work Quietly in. doing it. Quietly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jalen Hurts passed over for Tua. Gets drafted kind of as an afterthought. Puts mm-hmm. his work in for a couple of years. Breaks out in a big way last year. To a tag of Iloa. Still plenty of questions about him. You know, is Miami going to get rid of him to go after Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. Uh, is he the quarterback of the future? You know, does he have the arm strength? Had a really good year. Yeah. He's having a really good year before he got slammed yeah. on the turf a couple times and his team mismanaged him. And now Bryce Young and, you know, the, the size. Like, it'd be so easy for him to say, look what I did in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These receivers weren't the same that anyone else before me was playing with. Mm-hmm. Look what I did in the SEC. He hasn't done that. He's put his work in. And that, that's two things, Strick. Number one, it's a testament to those guys, their personalities and their upbringings. It seems like they have good heads on their shoulders, and that's awesome. I think part of though, does have to credit Nick Saban for that, too, being part of that developmental machine. Like, hey, trust your work. You know, you, you wore Alabama across your chest. People know what that means. That counts for something. You don't have to listen to that other crap. Yeah. You know where I think this comes from? 
I think this comes from the history hmm. of Alabama quarterbacks for such a long time just being guys that just took care of the ball, managed the situations. You had running backs like Trent Richardson's and, you know, I mean, you mm-hmm. just, just, just super running back you, what Nebraska used to be, and you just hand the ball off. You had crazy play action opportunities. You didn't make mistakes, and you just won games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mac mm-hmm. Jones and all those, you know. Jake Coker, Jake, Blake Sims, A.J. McCarron, Greg McElroy. So <laughs> you've had this whole long history. So then these guys that are unique in their talents and their abilities but have a little bit something extra, they come through your program. But the mindset, I think, is still set in a lot of those professional minds. Mm-hmm. And so this is where those criticisms continue to fester and come in. That's where I think it comes from, unfortunately. We had this conversation to lead off the show about quarterbacks in the Big Ten. I'll give you these three options. You're a high school recruit, all other things being equal. Would you most like to play for Alabama, USC, or Ohio State? Alabama. Because of Saban? I think I think because of Saban, because here's, 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 here's the thing that you can always rely on. It doesn't matter what turnover. It doesn't matter what offensive coordinators come in there, defensive coordinators come in there. They freaking win. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's, there's a coaching carousel on the regular because everybody is pulling from them. The only st- stable thing about it is Saban. Everybody else is moving, going. Now, there's a difference between that coaching carousel and what Nebraska used to be. Now, this is a different time. Money's big. Mm-hmm. You know, coaching jobs are, you know, when you get, when you land a head coaching job or a head offensive coordinator job or mm-hmm. you're able to move from a receiver's coach to an offensive coach, whatever that is, there, that's a significant difference. But Nebraska was uniquely different in that a lot of those coaches stayed with Tom Osborne for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. So you had this, but but Saban's different. But instill with the turnover. Normally, with turnover, you get a lot, you know, inconsistencies that begin to happen. Mm-hmm. But not there because the the one constant thing is their 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 identity, their character, Saban, and and what he expects from you. And if you don't get it done, he gets you out. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. There have been so few coaches that haven't gotten it done under Saban, though. You know, most of those guys, like you said, have moved on to bigger and better jobs. In some cases, maybe because of, you know, the Alabama logo. But in a lot of cases, I think coaches get better with Nick Saban. And if their position group, you know, doesn't perform at the standard, you hardly notice because uh-huh. everyone else is so good. Discovering, and yeah. Saban brings you along the next year. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. There's really no answer for that. That's, that's rhetorical, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That's what we got there for college football. Stricky brought this to my attention over the weekend. We'll get to it after break. A UFC fighter's boyfriend mm-hmm. bet on her fight, and she told the world about it. Let's dive into that next segment here on The Block.